0: Good morning, everybody. It's your boy, V. It's Talk Your Truth. It's been a little minute. I actually want to do a update episode. So my first episode has been a little while. Um, so if y'all haven't heard, 21 Savage has actually been released from ICE. He actually turned himself in to the um, Arbell County Sheriff's Department regarding a dispute with the music promoter um, over felony robbery, where he actually is... They said that he took money for a concert that he actually didn't do. But his management, as well as that promoter's management, is confident that it actually will be handled outside of court, which is good for him. Um, As far as the ice situation, um, a decision should be coming soon as far as his residency. I am extremely excited for him. I hope and pray that he actually gets his residency here in the States. He came over here when he was a child. He's been doing everything that he can, forthright um, as a citizen. He's been loyal. He's been committed to not only himself but his community. He's been paying taxes, so he's not a quote unquote deplorable, with, with some people would say. Um, I really, really would like to see how rappers react because I know after like the Demi Lovato situation, or. Any situation when it came to him getting arrested, like there were memes and everything like that, which Twenty One Savage actually said that he thought were a little funny himself. I would love to see how the rap the rap community does with this, because usually the the rappers they of course they like the whole president is black thing by uh, Young Jeezy when they came out, they tend to vote um, Democrat. They tend to be you know outspoken when it comes to civil rights issues concerning african-american people which is understandable is completely just but i also want to know how would they approach this because this immigration reform ice anything of that sort isn't really an issue that majority of black people would have to deal with themselves because most of them are born here So I would love to see how that happens. I know Wale was very defensive of him. Now Wale is of um Nigerian descent, if I'm not mistaken. And this is an immigration issue. So yes, you have people like Demi Lovato or Tommy Lauren actually coming at Savage, you know, Tommy Lauren using 21 Savage's own lyrics to make light and fun of the situation. (laughs) But I would just love to see how rap propels forward, but not just the civil rights activists' um, message, you know, some of them being from the projects or the hood or anything like that. But I would really love to see if this is going to be something that's going to be talked about to inform their base, their listener base on immigration issues. Because I was not a huge follower of ICE. I mean, I knew about it, but more times than not, you don't think that... Immigration would affect anybody who is seemingly a part of the African-American community in America. So I really don't see how the rap game really does that. But 21 Savage is in good health. Um, He's spoken about his time in detention, but he's just ready to move on. I, I completely understand him. I really do hope that 21 Savage gets any and everything that he wants in the future. His album was great. The work that he does in his community is great. I mean, I really hope that this comes to a head and he's able to stay here. So shout out to 21 Savage. If anybody's listening to this who likes 21 Savage, who's connected to 21 Savage, anything at all, I mean, we're on the same page. Shout out to 21 Savage. Um, Next would be the... State of Virginia. So I'm just going to run through this because all of us, it was a lot of information. But um, as of right now, Governor Northam is still in office. Um, Of course, the calls for his resignation are still persisting when it comes to him depicting himself as blackface during his medical school years. This story, it is... There's a narrative that needs to change. There's a culture that needs to change. There's a mindset that needs to change. And that can't change unless things are taught. And that whole can't teach an old dog new tricks, I believe that that's false. Because if, in this instance, it's it's not, not referring to Governor Northam as a dog or not, but in this instance, someone who's well set in their way can learn something new as long as they're willing to. But the narrative, in my opinion, need to be changed prior to him even going to medical school. It starts when he was a knee-high to a grasshopper, a little whipper. You know, when he was a kid, him being taught right from wrong, but not just right from wrong, like what is offensive to people, what is deemed necessary to do, what is unnecessary to do, what is disrespectful, what is what is respectful but at that time this was normal practice so can't really say that it's like it's like beating a dead horse or a horse that was never even there so to speak Or bringing up a point that was never a point to begin with um during that time so when he was a child or even when he was in medical school this is a normal practice if you've watched your white people you see that this still goes on to this day. Even if you don't watch white people, when you just pay attention to the news or pay attention to conversations that some people may have, I mean, this is a normal practice. It's disrespectful. It's disgusting. It's it, it's done by a particular people just to make fun, you know, to have fun, to make fun of things like, or even admiration, like the Attorney General Herring did in this state he did it because he wanted to depict himself as the rappers that he liked listening to with his friends. That's not a way that you have to do it. It's not. I understand that you may want to look like somebody or act like somebody, but we have to understand where this caricature depiction comes from. This is disrespectful. This was used to Depict African-American people as lesser beings, as less intelligent, as more ignorant. to silly, clownish creatures. Entertainment. That's what, that, that's what they were used for. Like a jester in the court of kings. African-American people should have never been depicted that way. And especially in the culture, or not, excuse me, especially the way the community is now. Where society is now, this is definitely not the time to be doing stuff like that. So, I it's no there's nothing more I can really say that I haven't said in the first episode. There's no excuse for it, absolutely none. But I know he has been meeting with um, minority leaders, specifically the ACLU of Virginia. Um, they actually sent. The governor letter asking that he push for a constitutional amendment to allow the convicted felons of Virginia the right to vote. An issue, obviously, that um, affects more African-American people in the state more than others. This is from the New York Times, but I mean, damn, like they've, they've given him what they want. Obviously, as of this moment, at this moment of this recording, nothing has really been done with it. But, I mean, we'll see. Uh, we will see because I was very excited when that happened in Florida, when I was on the ballot in Florida, um, to give convicted felons their right to vote back, which every vote counts, in my opinion. Some people feel as if it doesn't, but it's an accumulation, whether it be electoral or popular vote. It shows where America stands at the end of the day. And electoral college is obviously the one that they go off of but it popular vote still counts at least for the sake of showing you where the popular vote may go so um now as far as voting on candidates i think that's a little simplified i would love it if you could vote on different legislation or or different points that they brought up during the debates or anything like that but that would get entirely too long way too time-consuming and just just far too excessive so i understand a lot of people have been calling of course since 2016 to use a popular vote but i mean that's that could start a snowball effect so just get out and vote take part in the electoral process at this moment um if there's anything if there if they find anything wrong with the electoral college voting process, then I understand if they reprimand it and then change it to something else. I do know that um, Wes Bellamy, um, a councilman actually from the city uh, city council for Charlottesville, and he's a member of the Virginia um, coalition, he said there are two options, resign or adhere to their demands in regards to the constitutional amendment to allow voting rights. This organization, I completely understand. That's also from the New York Times. Um, I don't find a problem with it. I do know that he's been meeting with individuals like Charles Steele. um, Just to, they've been speaking with him in private, just to really like talk to him. I'm just going to speculate right now. Uh, I'm sure they've been talking about what happened. He's been probably. Given his deepest apologies and condolences, because of what he did, um, I just believe that you just got to keep that same energy when it comes to the state of Virginia. A lot of people, a lot of African American people, are paying attention to this. One. A lot of other people are paying attention to to Lieutenant Governor Fairfax. And I'll, I'll, expand, I'll expand upon that in a minute, but with this, with his story, with Governor Northam's story, and as well as the Attorney General this was wrong to your base. Simple, plain input. Yes, it was done in a particularly long time ago, a time where this was normal practice, a time that just wasn't frowned upon, a time where people who were mis- under, misrepresented or underrepresented weren't even given a voice or an opportunity to have a voice as if, like, like they do today. So if you want to change a narrative for the youth now, for the future now, for future politicians that may be in law school, that may be practicing, that may be running now, that may be interns at political offices, to hammer home the fact that this shouldn't be done, I completely understand as to why he should resign. Now, who would the, who would the Democratic Party of Virginia choose as his successor? Then that that's a huge issue because, uh, as I mentioned, the Attorney General was third in line or second in line actually to be the successor had his own admittance to blackface um in the past and right now lieutenant governor is gearing up for charges being brought to him and going to court from dr tyson with sexual, ass- sexual assault allegations dating back to 2004 so The line of succession is pretty much um, done or just very, very um, confusing right now. Because if Governor Northam were to step down, Lieutenant Governor Fairfax would be the governor, but he has sexual assault charges, so you wouldn't really want that. And then the attorney general did the same thing that Governor Northam did, but he just admitted to it and tried to get ahead of it. So... Where would you go after that? Would you get a member of the House, the member of the Senate of, uh, or the Congress of Virginia? Would you get a member? Would you relinquish those duties for the governor to the senator for the time being? I mean, how would that really work? Would you pick somebody from the Congressional Black Caucus so therefore you can you know instill trust back into the African-American community of Virginia because of this is happening? So I that's a sticky situation. If, if Governor Cooper here in North Carolina were were to do that, I wouldn't know how to think. I really wouldn't, to be completely honest. I would, I mean, but this is a political official. This is definitely a political official. And the, the woman who was on oh, MSNBC, that I referred back to in the first episode, one with Lieutenant Governor Fairfax is a crime. 100% the legal proceedings, and everything, every legal step that needs to be taken should be taken. If someone is dating back 15 years of sexual assault, that's definitely something that needs to be looked into. Even if it was 15 minutes or 15 months, it needs to happen. This is not a time where this is tolerable. It should not have been tolerable from the get-go, but this is an issue that um, women have been dealing with since the dawn of time. So, Completely understanding the state, the Democratic Party of Virginia actually said in a statement um, that they no longer have confidence or support in Lieutenant Governor Fairfax and that he must resign. Six of the seven state Democrats from the House um, call for his resignation, including the Senator Tim K. Um, To this, I would say keep the same energy because you want this gentleman, Lieutenant Governor Fairfax, to step down, rightfully so. He has sexual allegation charges. This doesn't look good for the party. This man is possibly going to prison soon. He has a legal team. He actually came out and said that he'll be willing to cooperate, this person and um, he's willing to cooperate, but he also will explore options to file his own criminal complaints just a suit or a counteract to what Dr. Tyson um, is filing. So, I mean, somebody subpoenas you, you subpoena them. Somebody takes your cookie, you take their cookie. I mean, it's trying to save face. Like, oh, you did this, so I'm going to do this too. I understand. Uh, at the end of the day, though, it's... It is a crime. If you have these charges, you need to go through the legal court system. But if you're asking for the lieutenant governor to step down when nothing has been proven or no, no, no conviction has happened, it's a little odd to me. Outside of, you know, the Republicans jumping all over Governor Northam um, and the high-profile Democrats jumping on him as well, saying that he should resign in the beginning of this actually coming out. I haven't heard anything as of late saying that he nor the Attorney General should step down. And that's odd. The reason that's odd to me is because Yes, one of the three gentlemen supposedly committed a crime. We understand with the Me Too movement, the No Tolerance movement, this is not okay. And you do not want to be anywhere close to any of this. You do not want a member of your party, a political official, a highly respected or highly respected office in Virginia to to be occupied by somebody who has taken part in... Heinous and unsavory acts against women, and violent acts against women. So I completely understand that. But you got to keep that same energy. Even though the blackface wasn't a isn't a legitimate crime, it's not like a hate crime. Um, you know, no cross burnings, no lynchings or anything. Like it's not to that magnitude, but it is deeply rooted, deeply disrespectful, deeply disgusting, and in my opinion, deeply criminal. Yes, we do live. A lot of people complain about we live in an age where two people are just too too sensitive. We might be, you know, what the Washington football team, um, the F words for the gay community with 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 it with for the gay community, um, any derogatory term for the LBGT community not being able to be spoken aloud. Um, a lot of people are just like, oh, people just get are too sensitive. People just really get butt hurt over things entirely too quick. Not in this instance, because that's a new way of thought. Saying that people nowadays are actually, you know, more sensitive than than yesteryears. But blackface has been going on for a long time, and African American people, black people have not liked it from the beginning so it's not really a new thing um a new perspective or a new distaste that people may have for blackface that happen to be black it's just now coming to light because all these other groups um or or a wide variety of groups are actually voicing their opinion on things and things are changing It's affecting businesses. It's affecting politics because people are using their power as individuals to affect something as a collective. So do I believe that Governor Northam should step down and should also be requested to resign by the Virginia Virginia Democratic House? Yes, because that's exactly what you did to... Lieutenant Governor Fairfax It's the court of public opinion Versus actual judicial court I understand far different Very different Not on the same page at all But The voters of Virginia The people of this country Feel as if something was wrong You can speak to Your Minority leaders All you like you can allot funds to, I know he's trying to prioritize at-risk at, use, at risk youth areas in the state of Virginia and um, low-income homes improve low-income housing. You can do all of that. And we can forgive you, as we should, as African-American people within the country or the African-American base for the Democratic Party in Virginia. But to allow people the opportunity to heal is for you to continue that work but to move forward with your life and allow everybody else to move forward without you in office. That's it. I mean, you can you can only do so much in this type of situation. And... I don't want to compare a situation to another demographic at all, but this would have happened to any other minority group, whether it be LBGT, whether it be the Asian community, whether it be the Jewish community. This wouldn't be a problem. Lil Pump, a rapper, made a reference to Yao Ming, and it wasn't received well. He went back, redid the song, and his album is coming out. So. Now, of course, people will be looking at that song to make sure that he's not saying the same thing. But it was disrespectful to the Asian community. Asian rappers came out and spoke against it. I mean, it was it was big. That's a rapper. This is a politician. But the energy has to be the same. Yes, Pump is still rapping, but Pump is not a politician. He's not an elected official on behalf of the people in that state. African-American people voted for you. What are they supposed to do? People already, not just African-American people, but people already have a distaste for politicians as is. Already think they're liars, they're cheats, they're all about the donation money, they don't feel as if they're genuine sometimes, they feel like they're just just disingenuous, they're playing on your emotions, they're playing on your desires, and then they just do what the donors want anyway. We understand that. A lot of people think that. This isn't fair, this isn't right. So... Lieutenant Governor Fairfax, let that proceed. If he's indicted, anything of that sort, definitely it's a step down. But I don't believe I God forbid for me. I, I really hope that these charges aren't dropped. But was just hypothetically speaking, well, if they are, then what? He's still in office. Because the charges would drop. Is the Democratic Party gonna walk that back? And this is not just a, a tactic um, to Democratic Party and in, in, in general or the Democratic Party of Virginia, but you just gotta be fair. You gotta be equal across the board because people are people are looking at you, people are paying attention, and you already had a duty as as a political party as well as political officials to uphold those offices, represent the people fairly it's kind of hard to trust someone to represent you fairly when they do something in spite of you before. If I knew somebody in middle school or elementary school or high school and I'm in medical school now, they did something back then, and now I'm in a group project or have to be around there for something – I'm going to remember what happened. Of course, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They may have grown over time and everything like that. But it's a little. I'll be a little hesitant. To completely like. Oh, yeah, everything's cool with this person. So let's keep that same energy. I don't feel as if he should step... the Go, Lieutenant Governor Fairfax should step down unless he gets indicted. But if that happens, then I also believe that they should revisit the Governor Northam and Attorney General Harry situations with Blackface. Uh, lastly, on the part of that episode was Trump. He signed the spending bill um, for the government to remain open and continue improvements on the now existing or the pre-existing board structures um, and walls. But he also... Declare a national emergency, more so from pressure from the, from, from the Republicans, so therefore they can go ahead and move on building more on the wall. He actually said recently, he didn't even want to do it, he didn't even have to do it, as far as, far as the national emergency. I studied the office of the president when I was an undergrad. He's well within his right, and well within his executive powers. To be able to do that, do I feel as if it was jumping the gun or misuse? And that's a different conversation. (laughs) But I understand. I mean, he's well within his power. W did it. It was 9-11. And that worked in the favor of America. So, now this is far different. But he says it's a national emergency. His base feels as if it's a national emergency. The Republicans in the House in the Senate if as if, it's, if it's, that it is a national emergency. So, I mean, what can you do? But, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, they signed, they did the spending bill. But, I don't know. The political around the political world right now is just like in a state of flux because you got all these democrats coming out saying that they're going to run in 2020 and even from the republican base the voter base some of the things that have been happening are just unsavory so will things happen and change for him in the next two years they'll re you know galvanize his base and his voters that's yet to be seen. But as of right now, the government is open. I'm happy about that. I mentioned it in the first episode. That I do not believe that people's livelihoods should be affected by pettiness between two houses. Trevor Noah said it best. You take away Congress's money, the people in Congress. It won't even last a couple of days. If it's a government shutdown. Or the president. You do that, something will be resolved. It wouldn't take it won't take more than 30 days. That's for sure. But it's not all in Congress. There were bills presented prior to the government shutdown that were rejected. So there's fault on both sides. Definitely there is. But uh, that that does it for the update episode of episode one. It's gonna be titled one point five. Um, but I just want to talk. So everything on this show will not be political. Um, it will not, and it won't just be socially, you know, social justice or you know, social media, what's going on socially with rappers or actors or anything like that. Um, it's gonna be a wide array of things. If you don't know from the description. We'll talk politics, but we will talk entertainment. So we'll talk about movies. We'll talk about music. We'll talk about television, Netflix, Hulu. You know what I am saying? Um, one of the one of my favorite things to do, actually, in college with uh, with most of my friends, when we were some of us were in relationships or not, some of us were in um, situationships, or just you know dealing with somebody. One of my favorite things was actually speaking about like dating the dynamics of a relationship, you know what I'm saying? The dynamics of um, dating, dealing with somebody, relationship, situation, whatever you want to call it, um, hooking up with somebody. Though that, that was, like, I loved it, absolutely loved it. So I will be talking about um, dating soon, um, relationships, interracial dating specifically, because I had a former coworker who actually, she – a friend of mine and a former coworker, she actually told me that she was not for. She was black, well, African American young woman, uh, was not for, and is not for interracial dating, pretty much on any level. Um, and I found that a little peculiar, but I wanted to hear her point, so I asked, you know, to her for her to expound upon that. And she gave the example of Childish Gambino with the "This Is America" song. She loves the song. You know, and she loves Red She loves his music and what it represents and bringing light to the African American community and black culture. But she also was like, that's a little ironic and almost like borderline contradictory that his, she said baby moths, but the mother of his children isn't black. And I stated, well, can't you, him as an individual, have a child with somebody? And pass down that same sense of pride and teach that child, you know, everything that has happened in the past and how, yes, you are a member of this other community, but you also are very much so a member of this one. Just because you are biracial does not mean that these issues will not affect you and that you shouldn't be adamant and active when it comes to these rights for other people um and she said that she didn't really have a rebut but i mean she stated that and then she also stated like jordan peele when it comes to the movie get out at the time he has a new movie us which i'm a super excited for like i cannot wait to see that movie i might even do like a a theory video on here in regards to um what i think is going to happen i'll probably just do like a simple reaction um on here or my upcoming youtube channel so it's, it's going to be a bomb-ass movie, man. Like, But she was talking about Get Out and how Jordan Peele depicted an African-American in a horror movie and allowed that person to live and all just all the symbolism that was in the movie. But he himself is married to an Italian woman. She was like, that doesn't really make sense to her. I mean, everybody, you love who you love. That's how I see it. Do I feel as if you need to sacrifice a part of yourself or a part of your culture for that? No, but at the same time, I understand that you are trying to build a new culture. If that's what you choose to do, to mend fences and to you know to make bridges. Not saying that you can't make bridges if you are you know dating within your race because you definitely can, but if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Is is it about the individual? in their personal life or is it about the work that they're doing. Frederick Douglass, in my opinion, was one of the greatest, if not the greatest, civil rights activists. But a lot of people don't look to him or some people just, like, don't look to him because after him being a slave and after him going through everything that he went through in his entire life, he married a, a blonde, a blonde, a blue-eyed brown-haired white girl, even after going through and seeing everything that had been done to his people. But Frederick Douglass was a man of his own conviction. He stood on his own values. He defended others like himself, but he also advocated for things that didn't even affect him. Like victimless crime and things like that, you know, that you couldn't commit a crime because you felt like you needed to be in defense of something. So, like, if you felt threatened, but you weren't provoked, you were the criminal in that sense. And that plays dividends to now with Trayvon Martin and things like that. So, I don't have a problem with it. I've been in interracial relationships myself. I don't feel as if it makes me sacrifice anything. I don't feel as if I'm sacrificing anything. But that will be a conversation for another time. So we're going to talk about that, um, talk about interracial dating. Um, I'm actually going to do a Colin Kaepernick update, which Nike, if y'all didn't know, Nike came out with a, um icon jersey. It's black and white for Colin Kaepernick after he uh, won his settlement with the NFL um, for his collusion case, him and um, the Panther safety, Eric Reed, super hype, very excited, very dope. That's, that's bomb. That's really cool. Um, So we're going to talk about that, what that means. I know there's mumbling that he may, he's like now since that's finally over that he may be, you know, trying to get back into the NFL this entire time. He's been trying to get back into the NFL. I don't understand where this confusion comes from. Excuse me. He's, He's been trying to get back into the NFL ever since 2016. So it just so happened that this case was going on to make you feel as if that's not what he wanted to do. Because he had been invited to a few teams to work out and just left without a contract. So that was during the collusion case. So... He's it's not like he that that's a newfound desire or priority for him that he wants to get back now that he won. No, he's been wanting to play since he started this case. Case in point, if that was the case that he was prioritizing, you know, the collusion case over playing, his one of his best friends in the um Carolina Panthers safety, Eric Reed, got signed and his case continued. If all he wanted was to play again, the case would have stopped immediately. So, yeah, man. Um, Big ups to Colin Cap. I appreciate you and what you're doing and what you have done. Continue to do great work. Um, So, yeah, we'll talk about that. We're talking about the with Michael B. Jordan working alongside Obama just a lot i mean it's, it's gonna be a lot on this show man so stay tuned i'm gonna go ahead and post this today i'm actually recording this in the morning so if you're listening to this morning noon or night good morning good mo- good afternoon good evening um hope y'all having a wonderful day i hope y'all enjoyed this and there will be much much more coming soon um i've been v y'all have been wonderful i appreciate it i love you all right man y'all have a good day i'm out